This is the Truth Network. He said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod. Lincoln. She's real fine, my 409. My little, little scoop. You don't know what I got. That driving feeling Oh, that driving feeling Good morning and welcome to Christian Car Guy Radio. I'm certainly grateful for you tuning in this morning. We're going to have a great show. I'm Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service. And I'm going to say up front, um, Ray's Body Shop and Record Service has been in business for 54 years. So there's one thing I'm going to have to say is that we've seen a lot, we've done a lot, and we've heard a lot. So this morning, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about terminology and just words that you may see on an estimate or during the repair process, and also just some incidences that you may need to be able to think a little bit about to work you through the point of being in a collision or needing your car repaired or even being having your vehicle towed. And there's a lot of uh, things where you just may not understand the, the language that's being spoken. And that can get you in trouble or at least get you where you don't feel comfortable with the process. So this morning, I hope what we're able to do is sort of talk some of that terminology, some of that language, and reflect back on what it means and what they're trying to get across and what you need to know. I was, when I started thinking about this morning doing the show and talking about just uh, just the language in the industry, made me think about, you know, what it feels like to be in a situation where you don't understand the language or you don't understand the terms that are being used. And that's a very uncomfortable feeling. It made me think about, I guess, I've been going to Jamaica on a mission trip with Pinedale Christian Church for 11 or 12 years. And I know the first year that I went on that trip, Jamaicans have a really heavy accent and their terminology is a little different than what I have and what we have in the United States. So that first year, I felt like I really, at least 70% of the time, even though they were speaking English, I didn't think I really understood some of the conversations. And it was a real uncomfortable feeling. Now I've been doing it for, like I say, quite a few years, so I'm a little bit better on it but still when I go over there it takes a little bit for me to get my mind wrapped back around the the language and the accent and also the terminology so it just felt really uncomfortable and as I over the years I've got more comfortable with it and I was able to understand a lot of the conversations and also just uh, what they meant by you know a word may mean one thing to us in the United States but it may have an entirely different meaning there. So all of a sudden, when I understood that, I understood where they were coming from, and some of the conversations made a whole lot more sense. Well, I'm hoping that this morning, what we're able to do we, after 11 o'clock rolls around, we'll be able to 
feel like maybe we have a better understanding of the process. And this morning, we're going to talk not just only terms that you may see on an estimate or repair form, but also just some of the processes that go on. You know, there's a lot of things that is taken for granted. And I always say, I tell my employees at Ray's and also in the industry, you know, we deal with accidents and breakdowns and body repair and people in a crisis and insurance on a daily basis and towing. But for most people, that's something they don't deal with very often. So it's usually they're in a crisis situation. So it's almost you need to step back and sort of talk to them in a language that they're able to understand. But that's not easy to do whenever you do this every day and you just sort of assume that people know what you're talking about and understand the procedures. So this morning, one of the things I would like to kind of talk about is just, uh, you know, just those terms and stuff. You know, at some time during the collision process, you're going to be talked to and given words and stuff that may not make much sense to you. You know, they're probably phrases and words that you don't encounter on a daily conversation. However, if you're involved in an accident, maybe this morning will give you a better understanding of, of what those terms and those words mean. Also, you know, if you're talking to an adjuster or, or an estimator or a shop employee, make sure, you know, if you don't understand and they don't explain it to you, that you ask questions. Just say, you know, what what do you mean by that? It's nothing wrong with just asking somebody to stop and explain the process or the terminology to you. Also, this morning, before I go any deeper, I want to just remind you, this is a call-in show uh, the number is 866-348-7884. So if you have a question, and as we go on throughout the morning, if something comes up you want to ask, just give me a call. Or if there's something you want to share with an incident that you were involved in, so just give us a call, 866-348-7884. And I guess I want to kind of start this morning where it may all begin for you. We're going to talk a little bit about the insurance coverages and different types of insurance. But let's just say you're in your vehicle this morning or at some point or in the future, and you're traveling a normal day, everything is going normal, but all of a sudden you start having car trouble, and you all of a sudden you realize you're stranded on the side of the road. It may be a breakdown. It may be that you're involved in an accident. Well, that's where you start needing to kind of know the direction to go because there's a lot of terminology and you're going to be asked questions that are going to be important for you to kind of thought these things through. I, I always uh, encourage people to get a local shop. It could be a body shop, repair facility, tire store that you have a relationship with. And, you know, that relationship doesn't have to be that you go to – over every weekend and you go have a have a meal together or, or you're on their Christmas card list, but just somebody that's in your area that you know that you would feel comfortable with them working on your car. Because when you're in the crisis and you're broke down on the side of the road or you're involved in an accident, you're not always thinking clearly. So if you have that and have a card in the glove box or something, you pull that out and then if it needs to be towed, you know where you're going to take it. Also have a towing company that you trust and and find out a little bit of information because you want to try to get somebody who you know there's a lot of factors that play in they have the equipment to tow your vehicle safely they have trained personnel 
but also where they're located at. Because if you're broke down the side of the road, let's just say a officer pulls up or even they have the roadside assistance vehicles in a lot of cities that's probably listening this morning. They're going to ask you, do you have a, you need a tow? If they determine that you need a tow, they're going to ask you, do you have somebody to call? Do you have somebody you'd like to request? Or we'll call somebody on rotation. Well, a lot of times you are just sort of thumbing through your phone trying to find a towing company, but that's probably not the best way to do it because that company could be somebody from other side of town. And, you know, when you have an ad in the paper or on social media, you can say a lot of things that may not be correct and stuff. So you want to have somebody that you can trust. If they call for a next out or a rotation truck or record that come out, that towing facility may be towing your car to the opposite side of town where it's really going to be inconvenient for you to to retrieve your car back may be inconvenient for you because they don't do the service that your car needs so then you're going to have an additional tow added on to it so by also knowing a towing company that knows you and you know they're geographically in a good place for you or they're also a towing facility that can give you the service that you may need end of the day it's going to save you a lot of money and a lot of aggravation and then having that relationship with them they're going to know you and feel like they have a connection with you also to try to take care of you a little bit on the pricing and talk to you and work you through the whole process because it's just important you know I, I always talk about how important it is in this industry to to build relationships but also at the end of the day to make it economically less painful on the consumer as possible but yet get the most comprehensive repair and the highest quality repair you can get because if you're just looking for a cheaper repair, a lot of times that's what you get, and it's not to the standard that it needs to be. You may have an unsafe vehicle or whatever. But the big thing is to go ahead and realize where you want to take the vehicle to, have that in place, and then also the towing company so you know that one thing, they're going to make sure that it's in the area and you know where they're located at. So I always say try to put a card in your glove box or a flyer or some kind of something in there so you have a reference point and also if your child is going out of town in college you know do that in that college also it'll save you a lot of aggravation i know i did that and it was a great help to me once again give us a call 866-348-7884 this morning we're going to be talking about the terminology and the language of the insurance company in the repair process so i hope you're having a great morning i look forward to uh, the rest of the morning be back in a moment Son, you're gonna drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod, Lincoln. She's real fine, my 409. My little, little scoop. You don't know what I got. You don't know what I got. Listen to her tacking up now. Listen to her whine. All right, welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio. Once again, it's a call in show 866 348. 7884. As we just wrapped up talking a little bit about having your vehicle towed and also having a towing company 
that you know to call in advance. As I was closing out, I talked to just a moment, and I, I made a quick reference to the fact of when my daughter went off to college uh, in another town, not in, no longer living in Winston, in Lynchburg at Liberty University, one of the first things I did when I we went up and started getting everything situated for like the second or third weekend, and I went around and talked to a couple businesses that were in the body shop business and one of them is right on the edge of the the university and told them about my daughter going to college there and that if she had any kind of issues that she would come by and I gave him her name and to introduce myself that I was miles away and couldn't be there but I wanted somewhere that she could go that she could trust somebody and look at it if it was just uh, an issue with her vehicle well it wasn't long after I guess probably a month into her first year there, her trunk wouldn't shut. And what it is, she put too much stuff in there and tripped the latch. But she goes by, they were, you know, got the latch where it was all working, and, and they called me and told me what the deal was and stuff. But it ended up where it took a lot of angst from me where I didn't really worry about that because I knew that it was somewhere that she knew where she could go that would be able to help her and get her back on the road safely. So I just encourage you, if you have a child that's moving away or going to a uh, to college, going to be out of town, go in that area and try to find that. And at that point, I gave her, she had their number. She also had the number of a towing company in that area. So if something happened, a flat tire won't start, lock the keys in, she was able to know who to call and not be in that crisis trying to figure that out. And so it was somebody close to the university, and it all worked out great. Well, for... Let's get back into the terminology. You know, this is it's a long process as far as, you know, what needs to happen. You've been in a traffic accident. Your car is damaged. What's the next step? First thing is to contact your insurance company or the insurance company that is at fault. And I always think it's better to contact both insurance companies because you want to make sure that you're the first one to report it and stuff. And then to kind of figure out what type of insurance claim it is you know were you at fault and your car is damaged you've either got a you know you got a collision claim and you need to understand that in the process for that or you were hit by somebody else you have a liability claim or it could even be that you have you know a comprehensive claim which may be glass damage or 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 running over an animal and damaging your car or vandalism it can be a lot of things hail damage all of those are important to know, and then it's kind of important to know the difference in them. Also, you have, I just want to mention, you also have uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage also. But like with the comprehensive claim, one thing about a comprehensive claim is to make sure you think that one through when you call it in. If it's a comprehensive claim, you certainly want it to be filed as a comprehensive claim because you don't have insurance points for a comprehensive claim. So you want that process to go that way and make sure that you explain, you know, what it was that it was. Make sure you look and make sure that it is a comprehensive claim and make sure that you stay, you know, on that same language that it's comprehensive so it helps you in the end with your, you know, usually sometimes it could be even a lower deductible, but you'll never have insurance points for comprehensive claim. Well, then after you get the claim reported to the insurance company, the next step is to what I need to do as far as start the process, and that is to get an estimate. The insurance company will probably give you some options on getting an estimate. Uh, 
there's like four or five different options. Uh, one of the options is you may be asked to go to their claim center where they have an adjuster there who will look at the vehicle and write out the appraisal for the repairs. Or they may opt you into doing a photo claim. And I'm going to caution you on the photo claim. The photo claim is really good at just getting the claim started because when they take a photo claim and you take it on your phone and you text them the pictures and they write you a, an estimate from those photos and mail you a check and you think it's all over, you know, there's, you got to realize you're looking at pictures and you're not looking at the severity of the damage. You can't see the impact points the, as far as the depth of it and the force of it. And you can't really raise up the hood and look underneath or around the bumper and stuff to see what kind of other damage. So usually, traditionally speaking, a photo claim is a most of the time 40% underwritten because of just the limitations of them able to do it. Now, there's a lot of people that are just take that, that claim and just take the money and just cash out. So it really doesn't. Uh, it just costs you money at the end or you take it somewhere and they just say, I'll fix it for under what you got no matter what. And then they'll just maneuver and maybe do lesser parts or do lesser repairs, whatever it may be. But so you got the choice of taking it to the claim center. They may offer you that or the photo claim, which I'm not a fan of photo claim. I know it's, uh, it's being used more and more in the industry. Or you may have an adjuster who comes to you where they may meet you at work or at your home or even meet you at the repair facility if you already know that facility that's going to repair it. Or you could do it as a, they may offer you a DRP, which is a direct repair shop. It's, that's a company, we're a, a DRP for all, most of the major insurance companies. And what we do, we do the whole claim as far as you just, Get up an appointment. We electronically get your folder. We write the estimate. And then the whole process sort of goes a, li a little quicker because at that point, we are really handling that for you. And you're really our customer, even though the insurance company's paying it. We need to all work together. But it doesn't really slow down because if we write the estimate, then if we run into hidden damage, supplemental damage, we just keep going with it. We're not waiting on a, an adjuster or that shop is not waiting on an adjuster to come back out and to get approval on most cases unless it's something that's questionable if it's old damage or, or it's accident related. So those are the processes that are going to help you get it to move along. But the important thing is do one of them that you feel most comfortable with. And also, it's just important, you know, all DRPs are not the same. We're going to talk about that in just a moment when we get back. But once again, just give us a call, 866-348-7884. Christian Car Guy Radio, great having you this morning. Good morning and welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio. This morning, I uh, probably didn't mention to start with, 
I'm kind of filling in for Robbie. He's not in the studio with me this morning. He is sort of taking a personal day. Uh, one of the hardest working men I know in radio is Robbie Dillmore. And with uh, all the shows that he does and produces and all the work he does around the station, he certainly deserves uh, a weekend off. Also, you know, not only does he do that, and I, this gives me an opportunity to talk a little bit about Jesus' labor of love. Uh, one of the... I guess it's probably now been, I don't know, four or five years ago when Robbie had the vision and felt God had put it on his heart to uh, implement something for for widows and and women that were just really just struggling with transportation. And that's where he came up with the, uh, him and God came up with uh, Jesus' labor of love. And through the years, that has really touched so many lives and so many women and, and families that are just... Uh, to the point where they really didn't have any hope or couldn't see the hope. And through that program, I just hate to know how many cars, I, well, I'd like to know that number, have been put on the road and how many families have got transportation through that, either repairing their vehicle or even in some cases people have donated vehicles and we've given those to people that did not have a car or the repair process of the vehicle really was, didn't make sense. So, this morning, just as I want to take a little bit of time to talk about that, you know, there's great opportunity for all of us to get involved in that, either through the prayer team to help with that. Uh, you can go online on Christian Car Guy Radio, and it's got a link to Jesus Labor of Love, or you can just punch in Jesus Labor of Love and go directly to the website. You can go and help with the prayer team. They always need help there. And one of the cool things, and Robbie will tell you, is every one of those requests when he gets in contact with them, the first thing he wants to do is just just pray with them and look to see where God is leading them and make sure that, you know, one thing they understand, you know, somebody cares about them, but more importantly, their Lord and Savior cares about them, and that's what that whole process is about. But if you'd like to join that team and, and help pray for people, we'd love to have you do that. If you'd like to donate, I always say, you know, don't take money from your church because the local church certainly needs the members to support it and stuff for those ministries. But if you're looking to somewhere else to 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 give and to touch people's lives and to make an impact, man, donate to Jesus Labor of Love. And another piece of that is that those donations are one hundred percent all go to the repair of vehicles. We don't have and and Robbie doesn't get paid. Nobody gets paid for that. It's just strictly one hundred percent of your donations goes to meet a need and meet those requests that people who vehicles either broke down or needs to be replaced. Also, if you have a vehicle, you may think that's a worthless car and not, you know, it may not be the prettiest thing or the most modern thing, but it functions and it still runs. Donate that vehicle, Jesus Labor of Love, because I can guarantee there's somebody out there listening this morning or has already put in a request that would be the hugest blessing in their life to be able to receive a car. So there's a couple ways to help is one to pray for the the applicants and Robbie be able to help you and get you hooked up to do that. Also donate uh, that money. 100% goes to putting cars back on the road and uh, using that as a ministry to bring people and take that burden off of a lot of people where they got transportation, donate a vehicle, uh, great resource if you have something you're not 
not driving anymore, or if you're a repair facility. If you're a repair facility, you're looking at a way that you think that your company would like to get involved in a ministry, man, this is an awesome, awesome opportunity. I'm involved in it, Raised Body Shop and Record Service. Been doing it for years, and it is a blessing that I'm certainly proud and glad to be able to contribute to. So those are great avenues, Jesus' labor of love. And also this morning, I just want to say I hope Robbie's having a great weekend, and I just appreciate the opportunity to be able to sit in this chair. Okay, back to some of the terminology. We talked about the claims getting it all going and also determining where to get the estimate and stuff. Next thing is choosing a body shop. You know, all body shops are not the same, you know. There's iCar trained body shop and iCar gold body shops. That's really the standard uh, as far as uh, training facilities go and organizations go. Uh, we're iCar gold, which is the highest you can get. And it's just important because we know that our technicians have gone through the proper training. Make sure it's a shop that has the equipment to repair your vehicle and has the terminal that knows the knowledge and has knowledge of what needs to happen to, to the repair process. You know, now we get back to, okay, your vehicle, you've chosen the shop, you've already got the estimate and stuff. Okay. Now there's a couple of things you probably need to know. One is what if my vehicle is a total loss? What if they say it's not repairable? What does that mean? Well, a lot of times it's the vehicle you've been driving and it doesn't seem like it's that bad, but really there's a couple processes they come up with to determine if it's a total loss here in north carolina it's 75 percent rule if the vehicle repair hits 75 percent threshold it's a total loss so usually at 70 percent they may deem it a total loss because of the possibility of hidden damage they don't want to get where it crosses that 75 percent because if they've already started the process it hits 75 percent they have to total the vehicle also you have the other way of determining that is if the repair cost plus the salvage cost of the vehicle equals or exceeds the pre-loss condition value of your vehicle as a total loss. My next question whenever that I get asked a lot, and we get asked a lot, most body shops will get asked a lot, should I keep my vehicle even if it's totaled? Well, that's there's times when that is a good idea. If it's a, if it's damaged, it's an older vehicle, the value isn't very high. You can usually repair it pretty cheap and still have a safe and a good-looking vehicle that's pre-accident condition where you couldn't go out and replace it for that. Some of the newer stuff, I don't suggest doing that because we go back to the hidden damage. Sometimes hidden damage, you may have a vehicle that has just say $12,000 worth of damage on it, but you can't tell if the computers are damaged, the sensors are damaged, and all of that type of stuff. And all of a sudden, you buy it back, and you find out that it has four or $5,000 of hidden damage that was not estimated. Because when you write an estimate, you're only writing what you physically can see. Then all of a sudden, that added expense is on you. You can't go back to the insurance company and recoup any of that. So most of the time, if it's a newer vehicle with a lot of electronics and stuff, I suggest letting the vehicle go because of you don't want to take a chance of having those high costs to come back at you that you're responsible for that you weren't expecting. And that can kind of really mess the whole thing up. Plus, you've also got to worry about, you know, if you've got an expensive vehicle and it's been total loss, it's got a total loss title, you cannot... In your state, you may not be able to get collision insurance on it anymore. Most insurers do not 
put collision insurance on a total loss vehicle. Okay, talk about supplement stuff. That's where an estimate, and it's good to have a company that works with the insurance company and the body shop, and you all work together because if you have supplemental damage, most of the time the insurance company will pay the shop directly to make sure they get that covered. So if you get an estimate, you could get 10 estimates, and you'll probably get 10 different figures, and there can be some big variances in those. The end of the day is the insurance company will cover what's damaged because there's always that supplemental damage that you don't see or you think maybe it can be repaired, but it needs to be replaced once you get into the process or you put it on the machine or on the frame rack and you put the measuring system to it and then you realize, well, you know what? It has damage throughout the unitized body that we didn't see that could put thousands more dollars of repair costs. So all that is supplemental damage. And it's important to make sure that that the shop is willing to work with the insurance company and work with you through that. Also, another thing that will always kind of throw people and make sure that at the end of the day when they come pick their vehicle up, that they don't understand that the deductible on your policy, if if it's a liability claim or a collision claim, and it's your insurance and you're at fault and you have a deductible anywhere. It used to be a lot of people had a $100 deductible, but the time of bringing your claim and your 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 premiums down, it's not unusual to see a $1,000 deductible or a $500 deductible. When you pick that vehicle up, the insurance company pays everything less what, than what your deductible. So if you had an estimate for it, make figure simple, $1,000, and you had a $500 deductible, the insurance company pays $500 you pay the other $500 when you pick the vehicle up. So it's important to understand that, and hopefully the shop will talk to you about that so you understand it. But it's those hidden things where you don't know that can get you in trouble. And, you know, we're going to, I said, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the terminology on the estimates. Coming up, we're going to sort of some of the language that you may see on a written estimates you may not understand. We're going to sort of talk about those and make sure that you have an understanding of what they're saying and what that means. So once again, great morning this morning. Talk Now we're going to really talk to the meat of what, try to understand the language that the insurance companies use on the estimates. See you back in a moment. Each time they thought they had him, his engine would explode. He'd go by like they were standing still on Thunder Road. And there was thunder, thunder over Thunder Road. Beep, 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 his armor, beep, beep, beep. Well, it was a 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59. Welcome back to Christian Car Guy Radio. And as I said, we're going to kind of go into some of the, the word and the, the terminology that you may see on an estimate. If you'll go to Christian Car Guy Radio website, you're going to see a list of the, the words and stuff and what the definitions are. Pretty extensive list there that'll, that'll probably give you a, a little bit of a comfortable feeling when you start dealing when looking at an estimate and a couple of the things i would like to mention is just the things that kind of always we always get questions about when they look at an estimate one you know that they don't understand what it means and what the difference and the different terminology that 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 is used in the industry that you just may not be familiar with and certainly stuff you don't use every day 
like when you get it, one thing is, like I said, we talked about is just knowing what type of coverage you have and what type of claim it is, understanding what a supplement is, and also understanding what your deductible is and, and, and who's responsible for that. And a lot of those questions as far as uh, that type of coverage, you know, it's great to have an agent that you can talk to and sort of go through that process because a lot of times people will get these high deductibles and don't really realize, you know, it may save them a few dollars on their premium, but, you know, when you have an accident and all of a sudden you have a $1,000 deductible, man, that is that can be tough to deal with when you're already in the middle of a crisis. So you may want to just talk that through with your agent. A couple of things you may see on the estimate. Most of the time at the bottom, people will always ask us, what is that uh, hazardous waste fee on the bottom of on most estimates? You'll see that. That is the fact of uh, now with all the paint materials and primers and sealers and, and even even the, the body fillers and corrosion protection stuff that's that's that becomes waste it has to be disposed of properly so we have like like for us we have safety clean that is our this contract to take our waste away well there's a fee that you're charged that so most of the time it's either five or ten dollars at the bottom of an estimate that says hazardous waste fee that isn't for anything other than the removal and disposal properly disposing of that that waste also on your estimate at different times through the body of the estimates you'll see oem parts what OEM parts are is original equipment manufacturer. That means if you have a, a vehicle, that's the OEM part would be made or purchased, not necessarily made by that company, but purchased through your OEM, which would be Ford, Chrysler, Honda, Nissan, whatever it may be. That's what the OEM part is. Then you may see AM or aftermarket, which will be an aftermarket part which it means that it's probably not made by the manufacturer that made the original part. But with aftermarket parts, there's a huge variety in quality. Most insurance companies, are we make sure you use the highest quality, which has standard testing that has to meet or exceed the OEM part. Now, there's other cheaper stuff out there that may be put on your estimate that you want to stay away from. That's where you need to make sure you have a relationship with the shop and sort of talk that through. You know, I could go through this whole list and stuff, but, I, you know, I encourage you to go to the website or give us a call at the shop. You know, I'll be glad to go over it and, and or send us an email at the shop and uh, if there's any kind of questions. One of the things I want to make sure that I do before we close out of here, uh, there's this book that I, I love doing the devotions out of every every day I do, and it's called Jesus is Calling. Well, probably a week ago, the devotion, which kind of hit me, made me think back, and I've read it a couple times, and I've sent it. Uh, I've, I've photoed it and texted it to other people and stuff, but um, I just want to read that this morning because I think it's sort of when we're, for our everyday life, especially when you're in an accident or in crisis or or we're just dealing with family issues and stuff, it's sort of good to, to, to hear these words. And I'm going to start. It says, do not long for the absence of problems in your life. And I think about that, man. Why in the world would I not long? And, you know, I, I don't see why having problems in my life would be a good thing. But it says, says, you know, do not long for the problems of your life. That is an unrealistic goal. Since this world, you will have trouble 
You have an eternity of problem-free living reserved for you in heaven. Rejoice in that inheritance, which no one can take away from you, but do not seek your heaven on earth. So many times I try to seek my heaven on earth. It says, then begin each day anticipating problems, asking me to equip you for whatever difficulties you will encounter. The best equipping is my living with me, is your living with me in my presence. My hand that never lets go of yours. Discuss everything with me. Take a lighthearted view of trouble. Seeing is the challenge that you and I together can handle. Remember that I am on your side and I have overcame the world. You know, man, that's some, that, that is a powerful devotion. And I think about it and I, as I've sort of dissected and went into that, you know, I thought so many times, you know, where it says, take your problems to me. You know, it's sort of we talk about, you know, understanding and decoding the insurance estimate and the language in the, the repair collision industry. You know, God wants us to also decode his language, and it's not hard, but how do we understand God's purpose in our life? How do we understand when troubles come that God is in control? How do we understand and truly get the grasp of understanding that God has overcame the world? You know, that's by being in communication with him. And the best way to do that is through his word and, and through prayer and stuff. And I just encourage everyone, and I, I have to encourage myself also to make sure I spend that time, because by doing that, I understand his language. I understand his purpose in my life. I can understand. I don't always have to like it, but I can understand the troubles and the hardships that I'm faced with sort of unexpectedly, but most of the time on a daily basis at some level because he has a purpose. And you know what? And I need to also realize that that inheritance of heaven isn't on this side of heaven, that I also need to make sure I point and remember the promise of eternity in heaven. So this morning, I just want to leave that with you is the fact that, you know, stay in touch with God because he has overcome the world. And whenever the crisis hit, if we're in an accident or or you know, our car's messed up, the fender's hanging off, the bumper's dragging the ground, we've been in a wreck, or we're sitting on the side of the road with it overheating or a flat tire or out of gas or whatever it is, you know, don't let that consume you. Don't let that sort of overtake your joy and stuff. You know what? Go ahead and have that now. Start planning on who you're going to call. Get those repair facilities lined up. Find out a record company that you feel comfortable with. Go and talk to them. Also, make sure when you're getting the whole repair process, there's never a dumb question. If you don't understand something and you're not sure what's the best case scenario for you or don't understand it, ask. Just ask whoever you're talking to. Ask the, the, somebody at the repair facility, the estimator there, or, or talk to your insurance agent or talk to the adjuster for the insurance company. They're going to be glad and more than willing to, to step you through it and walk you through the process because there is a lot of terminology and a lot of language that's used that you just don't use in your everyday life so you don't understand it. Where when you're in the industry, for me, it all makes sense because it's the language I use every day. But I have to also remember that it's just not that way. For you're in the middle of a crisis, make it as easy and as comfortable and as trouble-free as we possibly can on our end for our consumers. Once again, this morning has been a great morning. We've missed Robbie. 
uh, tomorrow morning, get up and go to a local church. Support that church. Also, look at Jesus' labor of love. If there's any way that you feel that you could contribute, either through the prayer team, financially giving, donated a car, if you have a repair facility, would like to join the team of, of, of repairs throughout this country, Go to the website, get signed up, have a great week, and Robbie will be back next week. Thank you for letting me come into your home this morning.